Hello everyone, welcome to Sweaty Casuals, brought to you by the Snowflake Sanctuary Discord server. This is a podcast where we usually talk about the A to Z of games that we love to play, from the state of rank systems to the newest sensations and everything in between. My name is Knox, and with my co-host Zach, we will be your guides as we traverse ELO hell. As a small reminder, we do swear, so viewer discretion is advised. Today we are joined by the Paradox Muse, who we will be calling Paradox, and Lord Bandito, whom we strip of his title. Uh, both of our guests uh, work with Overwatch in an esports capacity, whether it be directing college esports programs or coaching high school teams, respectively. They both have graciously agreed to join us to discuss the rumored patch notes for Season 9 and what effect they may have on the game. So like we normally do here at Sweaty Casuals, we start every episode off with a little bit of a question for everyone. Today, our question is, what has been your favorite teaching or learning moment in Overwatch? Bandito, do you want to kick us off with this one? It's difficult to choose just one. I've had a few that were both incredibly aggravating and really rewarding, like back to back. Um, <laughs> I had like a few strong players and then the rest of them. Um, I had to reteach the stronger players that turning around is a thing you can do in game, believe it or not. Double checking on your team to make sure that they're there and that you can continue pushing forward is a little bit important to know. But it's worth it. <laughs> I'm trying to even think of what I would say. I I, I don't really have much. I was going to say, like, from my understanding, your, most of your coaching is not Overwatch. It's other games. Yes. It's like usually, you know, we end up, yeah, Tense is the Overwatch coach for our program. So he does a lot of the coaching there. I do know that, like, I'll go through notes and kind of read through some things. And I know that every time I've talked to some of the Overwatch players, I know when I've done coaching in the past, I try to focus on fundamentals a lot of the time. Or, like, really, really, like, no, you do need to work on, like, micro movements. You do need to work on, like, macro movements. And with Overwatch, a lot of the players can have some egos and they feel like if they're playing against a gold team, they can't learn anything. And I'm like, no, 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 like you, you can, you just got to like actually focus on what you can learn from that match. So trying to teach people that I, I guess is a difficult concept for some of these games. And for some reason, Overwatch is it's more complicated. So. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Knox? I think yeah, I think for me, I have been playing Overwatch since its conception in different capacities. Um, it wasn't always as serious as I was for a couple of years there at the end of Overwatch 1. But it was a game that I picked up back in 2017, 2016 and slowly learned how to play. And I wasn't I was I used to be a bronze console player really bad. But when I switched over to PC and I started to understand point and click and understand uh, game sense and things like that, that just immediately elevated my game. I think I kind of took for granted the learning process that I went through over the course of five years to get good at the game. And I recently, within the last year, introduced a really good friend of mine to the game. And I had tried to teach her kind of how to play. I was able to get her her first PC. And we were going through the game, and I think that there was a disconnect, and I was just like, oh, you just do this. You just do that. This makes sense. Why wouldn't... 
And I think I, I, I had to step back and understand that like FPS online game shooters aren't something that everybody has just had five years to kind of learn on their own and be really bad on their own. And so going through the game with her and understanding a new player perspective of the game when Overwatch 2 came out was really interesting and gave me a new perspective on the game and different ways to look at it, especially as someone who's coming from, uh, she loves her Sims and she was playing Stardew Valley the other day. So FPS shooters are not her forte or her bread and butter. So it was really fun going through it with her. Which is nothing wrong with. No, nothing wrong. Love her to death. Don't think we'll play Overwatch together ever again because we don't either of us play Overwatch anymore. But uh, maybe someday, maybe someday she'll she'll join us again. Hopefully. <laughs> um. God, it is hard to pick one moment. I've right. had some good fortune just with um, this Discord server and the people that we play with, and I've gotten asked by a lot of them to be like, "Hey, can you do a VOD review with me?" And I've had just good experiences. We had one actually earlier today, just as a joke. It was like, yep, I'm going to pull up the VOD review. Let's do it. Um, so I probably picked that one right now. <laughs> it was uh, entertaining to just be like, yep, okay, we're going to point at you now. Let's let's shine the spotlight and tell you how uh, Rissa wants to start on high ground. Uh, You've VOD reviewed it for, reviewed for me before. I've done it for you. Um, I've done it for a couple of people who've been on the show before, a couple of people who haven't been on the show before. Um, I like doing VOD reviews because you, you can really get down into the minutia. And I would think, like, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we're kind of on, especially for our support heroes, we're kind of on the same level in terms yes. of rank. And even just having you look, I still remember it was an Ana game on Route 66. Like, stupid specific, I can't remember that. But being able to get somebody else who is at my level with the game, even looking at it. I just remember that was really, really cool. So, I mean, I, even when we play apex, I do it. Cause uh, I'll say, I'll make comments like at the end, we'll all three of us will, will drop and I'll be like, Oh, we should have done this. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it's always 50, 50 though. Absolutely. Whatever the, whatever the expression is. With that said, let's get into our discussion for today, which uh, I do, I went and did a lot of research for this. This was found on Reddit. Um, I woke up and found found this on Reddit, and uh, had to go track it down. So uh, the Reddit post came from user Truth About NS, uh, and it came from the streamer RuPaul, who leaked a bunch of potential patch notes for season nine on stream. There's a huge number of them um and there were some issues within the patch notes themselves so we're going to take all of it with a grain of salt but we thought it would be a really interesting discussion for us to have um just as a kind of point out uh, the patch notes that were leaked on stream listed bastion's hp is 250 even though it's not he has 300 in game right now um and there were a couple of little things like that but for the most part they had the right starting numbers and for the most part they had the right ending numbers but let's just open it up with why we think Blizzard would want to make big changes to the game as it currently states, stands. Other than the fact that it's dying? And I think they're grasping at straws mm -hmm. a little bit. I think oh. there's a general 
uh, opinion of the player base that something is wrong. Something is wrong with the game. And we haven't put our finger on it. Well, some of us have. Blizzard hasn't. On what is wrong. And I think that they're kind of, they're just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. And this season, it seems that they have, if these patch notes are true, and I think prefacing this, like we're going to talk as if they are right now. Um, they, they think that uh, health pool updates tell me that they think time to kill is too low, um, off the bat with everyone getting more HP, but also with everything that they could be doing with this patch. I don't really know. I don't know what they're looking at. I think first starting off, I think that they're realizing that they're losing all of their cash cows back to back. And they're starting to struggle because they're not one of the main uh, corporations anymore. Instead of it being like Activision was really popular, they set the change of games. Now you get maybe like a game that it has to be perfect. If not, we get what was Modern Warfare 3 this year, which is a colossal shit show that everybody collectively decided to ignore. However, I think it's in the past... Oh god, it's been nine years now since Overwatch released. That's eight years. They've also had Diablo Immortal, which was collectively ignored. Overwatch 2, which is their last breath, in my opinion. Uh, Diablo 4, which, as someone who adores the Diablo franchise, it shouldn't have been made. They should have left that alone. And Warcraft Rumble. I have no idea what Warcraft Rumble is, so that should say something. I think they're losing all other areas of input for money. So like, okay, Overwatch is making something. So let's do as much as possible to try to get it as what they consider to be perfect so they can make as much money as possible. It's just not going well. It's the, irony, the irony being that they just got purchased. <laughs> you yeah. Well, I mean, the other idea, too, is that, you know, most of their IPs were running okay up until the point in which they were purchased. Okay, Okay, right? COD Mm -hmm. and Activision, like, that's their bread and butter. COD Mm -hmm. has actually continued to grow even after all of this crap that's going on with Blizzard. That, you know, the COD scene, they've actually had some of their best years in the most recent one. The Boston Major that actually took place like two weeks ago. That was one of the most well-attended majors of the year so far, just based on those stats, right? But Overwatch player count is way down based on, again, Blizzard will never release to us their actual player data. Um, But we can actually see some of the player data based on, like, third-party apps, right? That's actually how most people look at Hearthstone, as I'm going to try and pigeonhole the games that I really like in here. I love Hearthstone, (laughs) for those that may or may not know. Um, it is my casual game. Like if I'm sitting in a meeting, I'm probably playing a game of Hearthstone. Probably shouldn't admit that, but let's be real. Um, with Hearthstone, though, like the you can see the charts like based on Firestone or like any of the third party ones that are deck trackers, etc. And the numbers have just continually gone down every single year. The numbers have gone down. The number of people that are buying pre-orders and all of this stuff, it just goes down, 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 down. Right. Overwatch is no different. They're trying to revitalize the game. And the approach is interesting, but they're not taking groundbreaking approaches to try and either bring back their old players or make new players interested in the game. 
and that's going to be problematic because they're going to see all these changes and be like, look, we're, we're doing everything that we can to make these changes and people still aren't coming. And it's, it's not a good sign. It's definitely not a good sign. No. So let's, uh, we'll recap because we've already started touching on it. Let's just recap generally what the patch notes are. Um, I've made sure everybody on the show here has a copy of them. So when we get into nitty gritty things and we want to poke at things, we can. But let's just start with um, projectiles and hit scan items. So every basically everybody's actual hitbox that they fire will be larger to some small extent. Um, projectiles will also be faster. Um, depending on which ones they are. Alt costs are going to go up by 10%, and there's going to be a new global passive. All heroes are going to gain 20 HP per second after 5 seconds of receiving no damage. That's a little bit different for some roles, so it's halved for supports, because they're not going to have their own kind of passive anymore. Um, so they're still going to have it. It's going to be slightly slower, but um, it will... They'll still have a little bit of a boost there, and damage is also going to receive a nerf to the amount of healing they get if they deal damage. Most heroes, in addition to that, are going to gain an additional 50 XP. There's some exceptions. Um, Widowmaker, Tracer, and Lifeweaver are only getting 25, and then the tanks are getting anywhere from 0 HP to 100 HP, give and take. Pharah is getting a full rework, um, lots of changes there. And then there's the usual minor changes. Uh, some things like uh, Doom's getting a damage increase. Genji's Dragon Blade is getting a damage increase, but kind of indirectly. Where do we, we want to start unpacking that? We probably should do with the, start with the health pools. I do yeah. also want to add something really quick, because I know... I, so, in preparation for this, I did reach out to Tensa, and I said, Tensa, what are your thoughts, right? Um, oh, beautiful. And, yeah, right. Like that's <laughs> use my resources, right? Like yeah. go in blind. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, and he actually mentioned two things that you didn't put on this on on our notes and everything. Great. Um, there's now a new rank above GM. That's going to be coming in. OK, that is from Rupal stream, apparently. Okay. What is, is that there? Uh, I do not know. And it just talked about having a new rank above GM, right? Great. And so then it sounds like it's going to be like very similar to challengers in League of Legends, where, again, it is like you, you have to get into that rank and then you end up just being on the leaderboard in that rank. And so this way here, it kind of divides it. And there's also battle pass updates. It sounds like where they're removing some of the bland items and making it easier to get XP for the battle pass. I mean... The battle pass is, I think we can probably all be on the same page. That was always a way for them to monetize things that were already yes. in the game, not. Which, again, if you're trying to get the, the new generation of gamers, the new generation of gamers really understand battle passes, right? Mm -hmm. I, I hate to say it, but I feel like we're all in that, like, millennial slash maybe early Gen Z in here, right? Uh, no, it's just oh, that makes me sad. Uh, early anyways, Gen Z. Early yep. I was going to say you're I thought you were both early Gen Z, but anyways, no, it's Bandito's mid mid Gen Z. Fair. OK, fine. The <laughs> still the, the the battle pass gaming, that's still a very new thing. It Absolutely. was very successful with Fortnite and every other game. League has a battle pass. Overwatch has a battle pass. Um, I'm Halo. trying to think Hearthstone has a battle pass. A Halo battle has pass. a battle pass. 
COD has some kind did. of battle pass mm -hmm. now. So again, it's it's an easy monetization system. They're using it very heavily. They need to make the battle pass feel good for that incoming gamer to be like, hey, like actually I'm getting a lot of cosmetics. I want to go invite my friend Timmy down the street to to play this game. So I like battle pass updates, great, right? You and um, I actually had a discussion long before it was Overwatch 2 about the fact that they should introduce a battle pass, not because it's yeah. necessarily, you know, we all love the loot boxes because, you know. Right. A loot box like, system was what we were known for because. Shiny things. Well, yeah, the shiny things, but also like Counter-Strike was the first like really big competitive game for the millennial generation. And what did it use? It used loot boxes and it was highly successful. Well, Pokemon we. You and I talked about how the fact like the fact that it was free and you could yep. earn every single cosmetic in the game was awesome. That was yep. a thing that we as players loved. But we also had the acknowledgement of the game's not making any money because once you put your 30 bucks in, you never have to spend another dime on the game. Yep. And that was part of the reason why Overwatch 1 started to stagnate. Yep. Yep. It's the same idea, right? So like battle pass updates are, are good, right? If they're making their battle pass more exciting based on this, that's great. The really quick thing that I have on the rank system, too. Um, what did he put as well? It's good to differentiate top players a bit more, which that makes a lot of sense. A lot of like the top rankings right now are mostly alt accounts. It's not and a little bit more of like those top players that just whoever's playing more, right? Whoever doesn't have something that's going on in their lives, right? Um, or again, like, like I said, the alt account was fresh accounts. So having something that's a bit higher, makes it a bit easier for finding scrims, makes it a bit easier for like uh, differentiating. And if it actually becomes like a harder rank, then that's a good thing, right? So those are my two that I wanted to touch on quick. Absolutely. I know I said, well, let's start with the, the, the healing pool, but I'm thinking yeah. about it a little bit more. And I'm actually going to say, let's just really quick, let's just talk about projectiles and hit scans being larger and projectiles being faster. Hanzo about to snot, snot, uh, snipe across the map even faster. I'm Again. stoked. I'm stoked. No. You're coming from the Hanzo, man. Um, Correct. <laughs> it's one of those ones that I have mixed feelings on, because on the one hand, I think it helps even the playing field a little bit. Just in terms of straight technology. Mm. You know, your, your 60 FPS gamer is going to have a slightly easier time. It's a console update. Yeah, it's a console yeah. update. That's the way I see it, which personally, when I saw this, I really like it. Right. But that's because I'm bad at the game. Mm -hmm. Just straight up. Right. If it again, a 10 percent increase means I'm 10 percent better now. And I didn't have to do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Realistically, sure. I, I'm just saying at the same time, it's going to be harder at those higher levels. And it's also uh like differentiating skill right well it's so, the funny thing is i think that change is going to have very very little impact exactly it's on, on higher levels it's it's going to be more impactful at the very low levels one thing that's going to be very detrimental to the game especially when like let's say something like this goes live depending on certain adjustments junk rat right mm -hmm. Characters like Junkrat, where he does end up, he's going to get more value just because his projectiles are larger, yeah. right? Anyone that's more of like a bomb projectile, I feel like Hog probably sees a lot in this type of thing. Yeah, it's a little bit more complicated with them. So like Hog has, so 
Hog's projectiles technically will be faster, as will uh, Reapers. Um, but as shotgun heroes, they have a slightly different one. Whereas a lot of other heroes are going to be shooting a lot faster, theirs are not quite as sped up. Yeah. What I think is the bad part when I'm saying like at the higher level too is they're making an extra rank or they're you know trying to differentiate between the ranks. But this also like raises the floor. So you raise the ceiling, but then you also raise the floor, right? Yeah. So you like you you went from here and now we're here. Like it, it was a very lateral move just up. And so mm. when you do something like that, it 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 will have look weird effects on a lot of a lot of aspects of this game. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why like when I look at all of this, I I, I had the same read where it, it felt like we're just for whatever reason we have decided to just move the skill floor and the skill ceiling mm-hmm. to it's just it doesn't really change much. It might create, like you said, some different gameplay or some some minute changes that maybe are not as listed or as evident. But it a lot of these changes with projectiles going faster and hit scans doing what they're doing right now and health pool like health pools going we're shrinking like the the range of health pools right now like i'm wondering where are the classes going where are the different like where are support versus dps versus tank going like everyone's getting a healing passive now everyone's hp is going up i feel like we're moving towards more of a game like apex where every character is the same besides a few of their abilities like i feel like everyone's just moving to that same thing where like i'm do we need roll queue anymore? Like, do, do we need well, roll? Is, 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 are we moving back towards a system where roll, roll queue isn't needed? Because every character class and uh, role is starting to meld into one. Funny that you mentioned that. So um, I'm going to pull up my spreadsheet that I've tried to put Spreadsheet. So basically, every single hero except those three I mentioned, Tracer, Widow, and Lifeweaver, are getting 50 health. Just flayed off the back. Um, you know, some heroes have it a little bit funky, like um uh Symmetra's technically not getting health, she's getting shield. So she technically has double passive where she can regain it a little bit faster. Same with Zenyatta. But overall, that's pretty much just gonna be a flat thing. Um, which when you look at it on a 200 HP hero means that essentially they're getting a 25% bonus to their health. The tanks are where it gets a little funky for me. So Diva's pilot gets another 25, which realistically, I mean, whatever, they probably could have left at 150 and it still would have made minimal impact because baby Diva's squishy as all hell. That's the uh, point. Yeah. Other tanks, though, are kind of all over the place, so most of them are getting about 75 health. Then you have Mauga, who's getting 100. You have Roadhog, who's getting 100, <laughs> which is ironic just given the fact that those have been two of the heroes who are most played at this time. They seem to be the ones I'm coming across. Actually, Mauga less. I have a feeling he's getting 100 just to try and put him back in the spotlight a little bit because he's been less played since he got nerfed Patchigo. But then Zarya, Doomfist, and Junker Queen aren't getting any additional health. Hmm. Zarya, I see the reason why. I'm curious what y'all's thoughts are, though, on that. Zarya is just a DPS now. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she kind of has been for the most part. Yeah. Right? That's what you ran her as in Overwatch I 1. I don't think she ever moved from, what was it, backup tank? Off, Off tank. tank. Off tank. It's been a minute. Come on, it hasn't and been that long. It's it's been a the minute. irony being, I think the I think the reason why she isn't getting touched is one, she's a little bit different than every other tank because she actually has invulnerability. Mm -hmm. No other tank has that. Like, who else can do that in some capacity? You have Kiri, which is what a fourteen second cooldown with Suzu. I yeah. give or take. Yeah, and Reaper Baptiste, who gets two seconds of it on a thirty second cooldown. Like, it, I do get why they're... The other reason being was season one, she was dominant. You either, again, with the... Like, from the move from Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2, they didn't handle it very well with the off tanks and the main tanks. Like, it just... It doesn't make any sense. Where, again, if you're going to move to a single tank system, they either... They need to do both, or everybody needs to become one of, of the two systems. And the best way to do it, because there's one tank, is everybody becomes a main tank, and they didn't do that. Right. And yeah, that that it, it sucks to say that it sucks to say, you know, that all the professional over like off tank players and all that, they would obviously be, you know, out of a job or whatever it might be because of one tank and they can run it. But like it sucks. That's the way they decided to go with the game. That's the way they had to do it. And they didn't do it. Right. Junker Queen, the it was Junker Queen, Zarya, and who was the last one? Uh, Doomfist. Doomfist. Look at that. They're all off tanks. Right, well, it's funny just because Junker Queen came out with Overwatch Two, right? And Doomfist but was reworked for Overwatch Two. It was and... reworked for Overwatch Two, but uh, I think the reason why it's the two of them and not any others, with the exception of Hog, is because they're the only two who have passive or have some sort of regen ability. Right. They're they're both they're all three of them are still considered off tanks, is what mm. I'm getting at, though. Oh yeah, right? for sure. Oh, they're definitely yeah. in that. They they enforce space better than so the old the old definition was off tanks enforce space main tanks make it yes and so if that's the case they still want them to have some sort of counterability and if the counterability is their current health pool being far less than a main tank then you know that's what it is mm -hmm. right I do think that part of it is is the 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 healing that you mentioned mm -hmm. uh, as as well that that just makes sense too they're they're making the counterplay a bit more defined for those individual characters. So, eh. The health piece, I think, is more important for some of the squishier characters, especially the supports and some of the DPS. Definitely. At the mm -hmm. higher level, the there's been a huge issue of just getting one shot. And one, not really understanding where you got one shot from. And two, just not understanding what killed you, right? It's not like, just in the higher level. Well... Again, you know, like looking at it from that that side, that's always been one of the issues in any sort of like pro games that are that are FPS is what killed me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like this is broken. It killed me in one shot. Right. Um, if for the league folks in here, you know, when you had a lot of the league abilities that were one shotting people, it's like, yeah, no, let's nerf that. Right. And you can do that with this. You needed something that was much more of an, a, a total overhaul. So I think. The health changes are good, and very similarly, they can always go back and adjust the health changes. If yes. Zarya is not doing well, give her fifty health, right? I do Throw. find it really interesting that they've decided to go this route and not a flat. Hey, we're going to multiply everybody's damage by point seven five. Mm -hmm. 
and they individually chose for each person? Yeah, well, I I mean, some of the changes, like, I understand why they didn't want to give Widow another 50. Because <laughs> they've already had, she, her health has been moved multiple times over. And you, speaking of Widow, like, how much has her damage changed? With this? It changed a bunch a couple patches ago because people have been frustrated with one-shots and yeah. they yeah. went and nerfed it. It's just so... ironic that they went and nerfed hers and claim that they nerfed Hanzo's. Right. So again, it's you still have three characters that their entire kit are basically built around one-shotting. Mm -hmm. And so again, if they can't one-shot anymore, they're trash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have well, a problem with that, knowing that I main the characters that one-shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, and like, I'm not going to say that Hanzo getting nerfed or Widow getting nerfed is the reason that I haven't been playing the game, because it's not the full reason. But the things with Hanzo and Widow, and I understand that I'm not a high level player, so there's an amount of skill that I don't encounter in myself or in the people that I'm playing against, that getting one shot across the map is a lower chance for me in my games than it is for a pro. And... So I understand that there's a discrepancy there of who do you balance for? Mm -hmm. And that's always been a conversation of who do you balance for your GM players or do you balance for the gold players? And I know that that's a constant battle. But in in my case, I don't know. I, I play high risk, high reward characters. Hanzo is squishy as fuck, but I can find a, a squirrel finds a nut in the middle of winter every once in a while. And I can one shot the person that turned a corner and I just shot an arrow over there. And it sucks for them. It's great for me. High risk, high reward. If you get in my face, there's not much I can do. Same mm -hmm. thing for Widow. Mm -hmm. And so in the characters that I love to play, and they're not balancing for Nox, which sucks, they should. Um, but like a lot of my favorite characters are, are taking the heat in these changes. You and I have a fundamental difference in philosophy. Uh, Correct. As a, as a tank man, I, I'm like, oh, there's a Hanzo. I don't want to get storm arrowed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I can see both sides of it, especially as someone who stepped back and hasn't been playing a lot of it. I understand that they're my favorite characters, and there I have a biased uh, want to balance because they're my favorite characters. I wish Widow had 250 HP and could snipe across the map still, but we can't all get what we want. So, I mean, she basically half of that she still basically has because, like, realistically, <laughs> when they did her damage fall off, what was it like? You had to be like on the other side of Junker Town yeah, in order for it to matter. Yeah, yeah. It really wasn't that big of a change, and Hanzo's wasn't that big. Uh, not being able to one-shot Reapers was probably my least favorite change that Overwatch has ever done, because there's nothing like a Reaper coming out of Wraith and just going, blink, yeah. dead. But I digress. <laughs> my long That's, rant over. It's going to be a problem in any MOBA game, is balance. Yeah. do I balance for my golds or do I balance for my pros, right? Yeah. And because the pro players, they bring in the golds, and the golds, they bring in the pro players, right? Like, it is that cycle of life. If you're going to move away from one-shotting, right, you have to completely move away from one-shotting, in my opinion. In other words, you will need to have the conversation of, do we have to have a complete overhaul reworked for, you know, Widow, Ash, and Hanzo, right? I think Hanzo is in and a Sojourn. good... And Sojourn. Actually, yeah, that's true, too. I think Hanzo is in a good spot where he doesn't need to one-shot, if that makes sense. Ash is kind of as well. Isn't that right? Ash is Bob. Yeah, yeah she has Bob. She has yeah. some utility. I always get Ash and Anna confused. I don't know why. Whatever. So it's A names. It's A names, mm -hmm. yeah. And having an A name on my own, it, that totally makes sense. But 
Um, <laughs> and like, Malga. And Malga. Yeah, Malga. no, that's Maui. Um, <laughs> still, to me. <laughs> that's Maui. I'm sorry. Uh, the with with Ash though, like okay, she's she's supposed to have Bob, right? That's her entire mo. Is she has this big ultimate that's big disruptive? She's got disruption anyways. Hanzo, you already mentioned it. His his arrow flurry, melting tanks and everything. It it's Widow and even Sojourn. Sojourn could probably get away with it. She's got the little e the field. She does yeah like Sojourn's a one shot. Scary. Her kit is scary. Like she has a good kit and she has, she has a lot mobility. of utility. She has one shot potential. She's got um, area of effect denial, yeah. area of denial, uh, which, like, tell me so, another hero who has quite that much utility. So she's a tank, a DPS, and a support character wrapped into one. That's crazy. Yeah, right. And if if she's <laughs> if she's getting if she's losing her one shot, is that really a bad thing? Widow no. is the one that losing the one shot ability it, that's going to affect her a lot. Just yes. this increased health pool is like rise of junk rat, fall of widow. Mm. Please still rise of junk rat. I can't rise of junk rat <laughs> in my eyes. That's phenomenal. <laughs> that's, that's my dream right there. Cause I, in case you haven't realized first, I have given up overwatch starting the day we're recording this. It has been two months and a single day since I have given up Overwatch. However, now that I'm starting to lead my own team through esports and ELO Hell, I'm going to have to start picking it up so I can better understand how the new meta is working against them. Um, I play Reinhardt, Junkrat, uh, Symmetra. I go through like Moira and Mercy constantly. So for me, this is going to be phenomenal. My my living rate is going to go through the fucking roof. And I won't really have to uh, care anymore about getting one shot halfway across the map. So I can kind of just play oh, however I want to play. You're my favorite to one shot across the map. Yeah, but see, now I don't have to care. <laughs> no, that's just because it's Bandito. Um, nice. Correct. <laughs> I still remember anecdotally. I played a Junkrat game. I moved my cursor i pointed it straight up i held left click and i had gold damage that game yeah, it's, it's <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> However, Stupid. on the opposite side of that a good junk rat is impossible to kill yeah he's gonna course. get to halfway across the map because he has it lined up ready to go he knows you want to know doing. what kills the good junk rat a hanzo arrow <laughs> Please. Yes, the storm arrow that bounces around a corner. <laughs> Bring back scatter oh. arrow. Oh God, no! Oh, <laughs> I think the biggest thing that I see just off the bat with the health pool changes is so uh, I've went and taken these and I've made this big spreadsheet and the number the the interesting number has been the percentage change. Mm. So overall. Tanks are getting less health. And the only winner I really see in most of it is actually Ramatra. Yeah. Because he, his Omnic form gets a lot less squishy. Other than that, I, I don't see the tanks really winning out on this. There's a few damage buffs that a few of them have got to try and at least keep some amount of viability. So like Winston got a straight 
damage increase to try and keep up. Ryan got a damage increase to try and keep up. Uh, Doomfist got... Doomfist, they turned into a glass cannon, which is why I don't think he got a health pool increase as well. Mm. Which is um, fine. I think that's a decent change. I think I that one will actually work out okay. Um, mm. He's going to play differently because now he's going to be feast or famine. There's going to be no yeah. in between on him, which there wasn't much in between that. to begin with. <laughs> but the, the one thing with it now is just if you have a good doom, it's going to be a great doom. And if you have a bad doom, you're going to know instantly. Mm. One thing that I want to kind of return to quickly was uh, Paradox was talking about how at this point, are we looking at certain characters and going, are their kits viable anymore? Does this call for a total rework of some of our characters? Like we talked about Sojourn, we talked about Widow, Hanzo, any character that can, that can one-shot Ash. I, I sit here and just kind of big picture looking at all of this. They've already reworked three characters. Bastion, Sombra, Doomfist. Oh. Hog, Arissa, four. Arissa, five. five. Okay, so they're at five. How big is the current roster? And they're included in this patch notes as Farah, so that's six. Farah. So we're probably at about, if I had to take a guesstimate, we're at about 15% of the roster has been reworked now. Close eh. to that. Eh. Give or take. Matter. Yeah. So now we're looking at, okay, if we keep making these changes, we're looking at maybe four more with yeah. the characters we talked about. Do we think we just maybe not done Overwatch 2? Like, to big picture it? I mean, like, <laughs> I know we've been asking this question broadly, but when does, like, when do we open our eyes and go that none of these characters were meant to be in a 5v5 format the way that they currently stand? Well, yeah, like, they weren't. Exactly. So I know I'm not, I know I'm not sharing any groundbreaking new, uh, new light <laughs> thoughts here, but to just, like, compartmentalize it and go, why didn't we just rework the entire roster and i know it's like a hindsight's 2020 we all wanted overwatch 2 so bad overwatch 1 was the bane of our existence i get it but wow have the mighty fallen however in, <laughs> in the smash competitive scene i know complete 180 i, I swear there's, oh, a, there's there's a link here it's something like 42 percent of games okay so in in smash ultimate there's seven legal stages for the most part that people agree upon that people can use right 41% of games are played on Pokemon Stadium 2. There's seven stages. It's, it's ridiculous. The same thing in Overwatch happens with the... It's hybrid map, right? King's Row. Mm -hmm. everybody, everybody plays King's Row. And on the push maps, it's always Coliseum. Like, those, those are the two maps. It's like, if you have choices, those are the maps that people play. Sorry, right? There's a ton of other maps. And the reason that King's Row has always been picked is because, again, one, it like scrims row people just like scrim on it a lot that's just what teams want to scrim but also at the same time it still is a decently sized map where 5v5 feels okay there are certain maps in this game that are just too big for five players mm -hmm. they're they're just currently sized they're sizing out the six the, the the 5v5 right and they just don't feel good there's too much to cover there's too much like too many variables to move around in and like too many chokes to kind of look at Mm -hmm. right so again no you probably shouldn't you probably have should have either fixed your game or actually made more groundbreaking changes in your overwatch 2 and now that's what they're essentially doing here they're playing catch up the fair changes again i know that's probably the next thing that we're going to look at but honestly they look really good they they address a lot of her current issues within the game and 
honestly without playing it like we're not going to actually know how good it feels in the game itself but they they theoretically look very good i think we can all agree that looking at the list of changes for Farah, not one of us can actually say what that's going to look like or feel yeah. like until we actually it's play be it. 180 different <laughs> so let's just uh let's go over that really quick um her primary damage her rocket launcher uh her self damage is going to get decreased it's going to go from 50 percent to 25 percent her recovery on shooting it goes down slightly and her projectile speed is going to get increased her regular jets her fuel is getting decreased by 20 percent, but she gets a 100 percent speed boost so she goes a lot faster with them <laughs> Whee! particularly in the um, horizontal direction not necessarily vertical she now no longer gets fuel in the air. She has to be on the ground. Her fuel can be increased to 200% if something happens. Unfortunately, it was blocked by a webcam in the stream. Uh, and it can be used without fuel to slow your descent. So the understanding with so that like is that it's mercy. probably like mercy. Okay. Yeah. I could. Mm. Yeah. Her jump jets, the big one that gets you up in the air, is going to be 20% weaker. You're not going to go as high. Yes, it is. However, uh, and the cooldown is going to get increased. It's going to go from 10 to 14. However, it's also going to give you 50% of your fuel back to you. Her concussive blast that we usually use to knock around and a lot of fairies use to maneuver around. 25% weaker knockback and its range is getting decreased. And it's, but its cooldown is also getting decreased and it does 30 damage. Not a lot, but it does a little bit. Her Jet Dash is a new ability that, looking at it, it kind of seems like it's a Life Weaver slash Hanzo jump in a direction. And it's going to be bound on right-click, but you can remap it possibly to double space is what it sounds like. Her Rocket Ballage... I don't know why that note's in here. It says it instantly reloads her rocket launcher, but it actually already does that. People don't be knowing Pharaoh like you do. You got oh, that down. I, I play Pharaoh. That's who I play when I DPS. So <laughs> it's a lot of changes. So it's, it's definitely stemming from the complaints around pharmacy and how difficult that comp can be to deal with. You know, we're still, a lot of us are still in the ELOs where that is really a, can be a really difficult thing. Uh, I know higher level play. It really doesn't matter quite as much, but I think addressing those is fair. And this sounds like it's going to be a very different hero, but I'm hoping she'll still have her identity as being the flyer. See, I'm going to be very, very curious to see if Echo gets changed after this. Hmm. I don't think Echo will be changed too much because, again, besides release Echo, there hasn't been that many complaints about the character. So. Not nearly as many. Not I also think Echo's such a a like low skill floor, high skill ceiling character that I feel like the good ones are hard to deal with, but the ones that like people who are just picking up Echo out of some random day are not going to be very good at the character. Whereas I feel like if people just pick up Farah, like while you're not, you don't know her kit inside and out, mm -hmm. you can be good at her fairly quickly. Whereas I know I've tried to pick up Echo, and that is a not, not super easy character to just pick up and learn on the fly. No, and I think a lot of that just has to do with her alt. I mean, 
you you basically have to know every hero's kit in some capacity in order to use her ult effectively. I think it's her primary fire. I think her primary fire combined with her flying is is incredibly difficult. That's fair. Being able to just sit up above everybody and pick down one at a time. Because Pharah's is forgiving in the way that her primary fire has an amount of explosion damage. So even if you don't hit someone directly, you're still doing something. Whereas Echo, if you... You're, a character could be right here, and you could... If Farah hits right here, she's doing damage, but if Echo hits right here, she's not doing that's jack fair. shit. No, that's fair. But... So I, I, I would agree. I don't think they touch Echo right now. I'm just curious if the, the mentality is we want to get rid of... Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There would be an argument to be made there. Um, I, though, that said, Echo can, has never been able to fly infinitely. Yeah. At least to my knowledge. Unless maybe you start her on a high ground, hit 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 skybox and maybe yeah, coast for not, a while. It's not even then I think you're gonna lose altitude over time. There's yeah. a limit. Uh for Farah, there is attack where you can just oh, yeah. touch the ground. Do it all the time. Um the thing though with Farah though, she her identity has been tied to that fact for so long. Like she has been the flyer. And when she was released, she couldn't do it. It only came, it was pretty, it was decently well into the game that she actually got the ability to fly infinitely. And even then, it's still not easy. It takes no. time thought. A newbie can't just figure out how to fly infinitely on her. That's a, that's a skill and it a timing time. thing that you learn about yep. as you go. So I'm very, very curious to these changes. I want to, if you look at the higher level Pharah plays, um, they're built around the fact that she's a good flanker hmm. because her time to kill is so low, um, which echoes this is also low, but she wants to kind of get in, do damage, get out. And I feel like this definitely facilitates that play style and disincentivizes the artillery Farah, mm-hmm. The junk rat Farah, if you will. Mm-hmm. Ow. <laughs> Don't care. Cry. Womp womp. <laughs> Artillery Farah has a time and a place, uh, but I, I think this will definitely de de incentivize it, incentivize incentivize it, and I think that it will at least make her more fair to play against in the very least. I think it'll be good. I'm I'm curious to see this one. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't hated any of the reworks. I think regardless, it's going to be a damn interesting time, because either way, Sombra and Hog have not rubbed me well the right way. Hold on, I want to look at them specifically. Then you said Sombra and Hog. Mm-hmm. Granted, well, those are ones these... that have already been in the game. Yeah, yeah, but their reworks in particular have rubbed me wrong. Uh, I, mean, I, I haven't think... really played since Hogs, so I can't really have a hard opinion on that one. <laughs> so to to recap for you, then Sombra got the virus. Yeah, and my issue with it, and on the one Go hand, ahead. I think the health pool changes will help. But right now, it's it's pretty rough. The fact that she can deal 100 damage, and it's not it's over time, but it's not that long. No, no, it not, can be quick. Yeah, it's you've given basically a soldier rocket to a hero who also has the ability to magically appear behind you. Granted, I think they did balance that out relatively well with her new, um, well, I say new, it's been a little while now, but her like teleport, her transporter. Because Slightly now better. 
Yeah, because now it's not, oh, she, she's gone now. Halfway across the map. Better luck's next match. Hmm. And now it's, uh, okay, she went that general direction, so we're going to spray there, and maybe you clip her. And if you do, she's dead. That part has definitely helped. Um, so not her magically it, appearing on a health pack somewhere. Yeah, right. Not disappearing halfway across the map because she or got Or back lit. into her spawn. Yes. That was my favorite place to put the translocator. <laughs> I got sick. the job done. <laughs> I'm safe now. <laughs> but I think it worked out well. I think this far rework is going to be, at the very least, it's going to be damn interesting. Um, but other than that, I don't really think it's going to be game-breaking. I don't think it'll give us as much issues that it, as it seems. Because from what I've seen in matches, there aren't as many if flyers alone compared to when I played. Like when I played, it was maybe one in five games that you'd get at least one, whether good or bad. Now I think I a lot of that is stemmed from the 10. change to 5v5. Yep, it's less. You don't have a spare character to just throw in there. Mm -hmm. um, Nox, for your, for your knowledge as well, Hawks, yeah. Hogs rework, he got a pig pen. <laughs> which is so like tall. a mine that, that he trap? throws out. Yeah. yeah just kidding i did play a couple of days with it the mine was weird didn't like it it's a little weird it's a little rough um uh, my personal issue with it is that they gave him his uh his one shot back yep essentially oh yeah they can set it up as a one shot. gross bit. yeah because oh. it also slows you down so you get stuck in it womp womp for so all it can be... players. <laughs> yeah it's one of those ones that like i think it would have been fine if they reduced his damage on his scrap gun yeah if, if only <laughs> but let's but for some reason they were like you know what let's keep the one shot combo basically hog was nope oh. uh -oh. almost weak. damn it hog was weak for like six months if it was that. six months of bliss please bring it back delete saying. the character it delete so the nice. save files <laughs> exit get him out why is he here why no, is gonna, he still here? It's gonna be this like is the annoying kid at the party that you didn't invite but figured out where the party was anyway. He should have left a long time ago. No, I bet you it's one of those, like, uh, Team Fortress 2 has a oh. coconut profile picture that if it's removed, the game doesn't work. That's what Roadhog is. And it's ironic because <laughs> most of their removed, newer... The game just doesn't work anymore. <laughs> it's ironic just because most of their newer tank designs seem to go more towards Hog and what Hog does. Should say something. They picked their favorites. Who was the last barrier tank? They're leader? not ours. It's not a brawl character, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Sigma would have been the last barrier tank. Yeah, if that, in Overwatch yeah. 1. If that, on Overwatch 1. I think the other piece that you haven't necessarily seen flyers is because, especially in the, like, platinum, we'll say diamond plus lobbies, typically just, they'd get one shot. Like, the tracking, like, the the differentiation between, you know, like old diamond, old Overwatch one diamond. I'm not talking about. So sorry, we'll go masters. OK, mm -hmm. masters above right now is that you eventually basically get decent enough at tracking and, you know, you'd start doing Kovacs and aim trainers and all these other things. And, you know, you actually can track the Farah in the sky and shoot her out and just one shot. And, you know, because I again, when we used to play a lot of times, I would never pick Farah because we'd get some sort of pub in our lobby or pub in our quick play that was gm and i'd be like oh this is fun i'm flat i'm dead right like yeah. just get shot right out yeah you know? it's crazy there's no uh there's no cover in the sky yeah. 
Yeah. No. Right. It's <laughs> crazy, right? But at the same time, crazy. That was crazy once. The, Please. You know, Farah is a very fun character. The flying characters are very fun in the game, but they're polarizing because again, they're bad at the high level and very good at the low level. Because the low level can't shoot in the upper level, well, you're just going to get shot out of the sky immediately. So maybe with the HP changes, damage changes, you probably might see some rise of some flyers just as some sort of disruption. Mm-hmm. Again, the E now deals damage on Farah. Yeah. It's not just a disruption tool. It is. Mobility, which I have mixed feelings on. Is that on why they hand? decreased her uh, uh, self damage? Because you can no. use your disruptor shot as a the concussive blast. You can use as a movement tech, right? That is a big that movement is, tech. It's yeah. like most of how you play Pharaoh well, because yep. it's how you can say, "I need to be over there. I'm going to shoot this at my foot and be on the other side of the map right. as quickly as humanly possible." So it's gonna do what? It's still gonna do that. It's just it's you can't five, do it. As fast. It's gonna be seven damage. Yet. It's gonna do damage to her. But it's twenty-five. But it's twenty-five percent of her. Twenty-five percent of thirty. So it's gonna be seven weapon. It doesn't say whether or not her new one. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I thought maybe they they decreased the the self damage because now that does damage and it didn't. No, the bigger thing is it's not going to do as much knockback. So I have a feeling that you're not gonna be able to use that tech as much or as well. It won't be as comparable. Okay. Um, I'd be curious to see if it does damage. Yeah, we'll yeah, that's going to be interesting. Because I mean, it's, you're, you're sacrificing seven HP, so it, it isn't a huge deal. But when you look at, who knows if Blizzard has looked at at, at breakpoints for how much damage you need to kill a character in one clip of your ammo? Because it doesn't seem like they do that kind of testing. I don't know. I don't work there. Maybe I should. Even though it's um, number based. Sure. Oh, yep. Oh. Yep. Um, I feel like we've done more research and more with spreadsheets than Blizzard has in the last five years with this episode, but um, I... but you wonder where does like they talk about? I I, I don't know if breakpoints the right term. I can't remember what it is, but like where does it's the reason that people have certain HP pools? Does that oh, start to play with hers? And you know, like where does that start to play in? Because I don't think they look at these things. And you know what, Blizzard, if you do, send me an email. Prove me wrong. I want you to. If only. <laughs> or just put out a blog post. You guys are really good at that now. Can we actually have some evidence as to what we're doing? Hmm. I love listening to Aaron Keller talk, but his overly cheery disposition is going to drive me nuts <laughs> if the game continues to suck. <laughs> so I'm back, Jeff. Uh, he's not coming back. Oh, he's not. No. Aaron, you seem like a very nice man. I think you're in a very difficult position. I think you're great. Please, please, Overwatch team, give us numbers. Please. <laughs> Just touch on damage. So now damage is going to, as a role, damage is going to receive less healing for some amount of time when they've dealt damage. The argument that I've heard why this has come into existence is specifically to punish strats their DPS in particular get pocketed um, really heavily. So, like you know, a, you have your Mercy who just connects a beam up and doesn't do anything else. Sits in just a corner. Turns, turns a DPS into another tank. Yeah. Say goodbye to support alts. 
some. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an interesting I change because on the one hand, I think it has merit. On the other hand, I think it's going to be a nightmare to balance. Yeah, absolutely. I think regardless of what happens, it's going to be a shit show. <laughs> Just... I mean, I want to I want to have hope and be like, this patch is going to be great. I'm super that, optimistic, can't you tell? <laughs> there's that part in the back of your brain just... It's Blizzard. Blizzard doesn't care. Maybe Blizzard it's because I sat care. in a car for eight hours today, and I'm just a little angry at the world. Mm. Thank you I will for being here. <laughs> Any day. I, <laughs> I will vow right now that I will play the game if these patch notes come true. I will go see. I just will go to, just to know. I'll go see. Um, if we get a flashpoint map, though, I'm alt F foring. Um, <laughs> I, I, I will play the follow up actually, and I think uh, New Junk City is getting some changes. That's good. I'm okay with that. I'm getting, interest... getting some crates like Realtive did. Oh, good, 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 good. Mm. I'm interested to see the 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 how they do the numbers on the like how much damage you do to how much healing you get. Um, I think oh, that makes damage. support lives incredibly difficult in terms of how you prioritize who you're healing. If you're an Ana in the back, I could be shooting arrows into the, my my damage who who's crit. Um, and be doing nothing, whereas maybe the better play was to focus on other people that are going to stay alive longer because they're not doing as much damage. Like, I think that it starts to get into an analytical part of the game where if we can't actively see what's going on, I think it puts a veil over your eyes of what's happening in the game. But I also don't know how this plays. I'm trying to find the, the positives and negatives that can come, and I... And I worry how how you prioritize as a support character what you're doing now when there's so many factors into your gun that you're used to. I'm playing Ana. My darts do 35 healing every time I, I, I shoot someone. And I'm used to that. But all of a sudden now it's doing 10. Why? How? How do I know that? Like, I don't know. I, I'm a little wary. I'm curious to see it. I'm always here for big changes that might flip up the game and make it better. I just, I feel like we're overthinking things at this point and I don't know. I don't know. Ben, I'm you curious to hear. Yeah. Sorry, Nox, I cut you off. No, I was going to, I was going to actually pass it over to Paradox. <laughs> so just, gonna say, to like, go. just, just some closing thoughts. Yeah. You know, a lot of these other games do sweeping changes like this. Maybe not to this degree. This is a very large patch and large changes to core fundamentals for the game. They just announced their new esports series. That was a big piece of this, too. They're announcing the new game is to get traction, right? And this is more or less a publicity stunt to try and raise the floor and raise the ceiling at the same time to make a difference within their top level esports so that there's actually going to be eyes on it and it's not going to get sold to the Saudis. And on top of that, too, I mean, come on, that's let's uh -huh. be real here. Like, <laughs> uh, 
Maybe it's not that that specific. I, I wasn't yeah. ready for that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, so in, in, in the scene too, there was a lot of conversation that Saudi E-League was the, the thing that was going to take over Owl. Anyways, all the players are flocking to Saudi. Like literally all the players, like every Korean that we talked to that we were trying to pick up, they were like, yeah, but I'm also going to go play in E-League. And it's like, okay, like, sounds good. Go get your bag, right? But more importantly, you need to get little Timmy to actually care about Overwatch again. And right now, most of the kids that are anywhere between like 12 and 18, they're playing Valorant and they're playing Fortnite and they're playing Rocket League. Those are your big three at that age demographic. Two of them are shooters. So you're already competing with two very large shooters. And so you need to create some sort of traction beyond this. I would not be surprised if they didn't bring it to, you know, like um, just making it like if you have game pass, you get like triple XP bonuses, right? And start actually looking at a marketing strategy, especially when it gets in Microsoft's hands to go after younger, the younger generation yeah. in some way, shape or form. Bandito, your thoughts? <laughs> um, so I've made my opinion on this game very clear all the time, consistently. I despise this game, <laughs> but I can't keep myself from it to the point where it, it's become a big deal that I've stopped playing for two months. I've wanted Overwatch to die for the past. How, how long has Overwatch 2 been out? Five years? No, gosh, no. It's been out like <laughs> a year and a half. Not even. Oh, but it Not even. feels like it's been here forever because it sucks months. and it's monotonous. There's no Overwatch 1, at least. I like how they did the event loot boxes, shit like that. I don't know, but it made it felt fluid. There was a reason to keep playing throughout the year. Hmm. Overwatch 2 doesn't really have that anymore. I don't feel as... I don't have a reason to play. The only reason I've even considered picking it back up is because I want to understand what meta is becoming as it shifts so I can help my players better adjust to that. That's it. I have no real other reason to play the game. I want it to die so that we can pick up another one but Hell, you want to play I'll with try. us, don't you? That doesn't count, okay? <laughs> That's the people. The game is garbage. You could be playing anything. It wouldn't change. <laughs> that means nothing to me. <laughs> um, But I want it to die, so then I'll even pick up Valorant if it means... No, God, no. Balls. Wrong answer. I'm saying, if I had to choose between the two, I don't... Despise there's one reason and only them. one reason I have picked up Valorant because we actually have there's somebody in the server who's asked me to play with them uh, yep. and it's because I'd have to go change stuff in my BIOS in order to play it and I'm not doing that it's fine I did it it's not worth it though um, <laughs> hot take I'll play Overwatch before Valorant any day of the week um, I did not like Valorant because you were bad at it or like other reasons. it's slow <laughs> Like other reasons, it's so incredibly slow. Mm -hmm. oh, kind of funny coming from the Apex player. Yep. <laughs> Apex is quick. Apex, Apex is, is fast. so fast. Yeah, that's why I like it. It's instant. Over Overwatch should be fast too. Well, 
But this now we all have 300 HP. <laughs> well, this slows down the game, but I think the game needs to be slower. It, a little bit, yeah. Like part of so my my closing thoughts on this was Overwatch was always unique because it wasn't just an FPS; it was an FPS MOBA. It was a game in which positioning and thinking about what you had to do and how you were going to do it mattered. And since we've made the transition to Overwatch 2, it's mattered less. And it's mattered less and less and less as patches have gone on and there have been changes and new heroes introduced. Mm. Romatra really doesn't care where he's standing. If he's got Nemesis form, he just presses shift and walks forward. He doesn't care where he's standing. Literally, he doesn't have to think about where he's standing until two seconds before Nemesis form ends, and then he's just got to find a wall to hide behind. It does make Reinhardt fun. At times, but I, I, I think Overwatch is one of the rare instances where the game needs to slow down, and yeah, it yeah. needs to feel like your thoughts and your moment of thinking actually has a payoff. Because right now... And not just Call of Duty, because right now the game is, I turned the wrong corner at the wrong moment, and now I've died. Mm. And I'm back in the spawn room, and my team's going to get punished for it. And there's no in-between at the moment. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to say, I miss 6v6. I think all of us have said that in some capacity. It's ironic, it just because Paradox, you and I in particular, had a comp big long conversation multiple long conversations about how the game say, should move to 5v5 the other yeah the other one it's i i've said it i i i think the 5v5 5v5 works they did it wrong yep yep 5v5 should work they did it completely wrong like just from a game design aspect from and we even alluded to it on this podcast too you can't have off tanks and main tanks in the same game if you have the tank role mm. it, it it's asinine right and in this type of game where there's three roles and not five like in say league of legends or in valorant where there's literally five roles right or well there's four roles and then you usually have your flex spot right so there's there's four roles but then there's literally one that you say okay you know we're playing this map we need extra smokes we're playing this map we need an extra senti right if you're going to have three roles then if you only get to have one person on that one role, those roles need to be the same. The characters need to essentially do the same thing. They either need to like, if the tank is now about making space, then fine. If it's about taking space, that's fine. If they need to do both, that's fine. But they gotta be designed in that way and they have to have their designs changed in that way. If you don't want them all to have barriers, that's fine. You know, lower Zarya's damage, buff her, you know, health pool, make it where she's not invulnerable, make it where it's reduced damage or something like that, right? Junker Queen. Uh, make it where her little spinny bullshit, she can do that, and then, you know, actually, like, reflect projectiles, right? Sure, why not, right? Make these changes that reduce what they're doing and bring them all in line in it. Yeah, it's going to make the game boring, or it's going to make that particular role even more boring, and that's a problem of itself. So then, it, it, it's just, it's coming at the game in a very, very wrong direction, and it's frustrating if you're a player and this is your main game, and seeing these frustrating changes happen over and over and over and watching as a lot of the other games, they have frustrating changes, but those changes are typically pretty minor and they either get patched or they get fixed or they get changed. The mythic system was not well received in League of Legends. They got rid of it. It took them three years or something like that, something around there, but they mm -hmm. still got rid of it. 
because they heard the feedback. They continually looked at it and said, okay, this isn't working. Let's completely overhaul all the items again in a big patch over the summer in the off season, and let's just push. But Overwatch has yet to do that in the past five years since, you know, the basically collapse of Overwatch 1. So uh, I guess our, just our last question for Blizzard is uh, going to be Overwatch Classic when? Uh, the game was I, built I for 6v6. I understand that 5v5 works, and they did it wrong. But in terms of a, a game that was built to be 6v6, we either needed to stick with 6v6 and fix the current problems, or we needed to 5v5 and overhaul. And we didn't do either of those things. And now the game is suffering because of it. And it will continue to until they make changes or it shuts down. I want Overwatch 1 back as its own game. Just take out Double Shield. We would have been so much happy if Double Shield just didn't exist. Just overhaul those two things and we're chilling. Yep. I'll second that one. <laughs> would have been interesting if when they made the jump to Overwatch 2, they just left it 6v6, but then created an off-tank role, so you were forced to do one main tank, one off-tank. I also be... think they should... Uh, Main support, flex support. Yeah, yeah, and then in my opinion, they could have also even subdivided DPS, but they had that. Oh, and that right. wasn't so. Six rolls, five rolls. I don't care. Give them to us. Would have been interesting. Bring some order, if only. They won't. But it's Blizzard, so. Yes, we love Blizzard, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Aaron Keller. <laughs> Welcome to Blizzard, like. Sorry, but yeah. As per usual, we're running long because uh, Overwatch has so many things to say about it. So <laughs> we're we're gonna try and start to wrap things up, move into our real world segment. This is the moment where we like to talk about things. Sometimes outside of gaming, sometimes they're gaming related, but usually outside of gaming, things like books we're reading, music we're listening to, shows we're watching, things going on in our lives outside of Overwatch today. <laughs> Nox, you look like you have thoughts. I don't. Actually, none. Uh, that's the problem. I oh, spent God. eight hours in a car today. I'm very tired. I'd like to spend my real world segment because I have no book, new, no new books to share <laughs> at this time. Brother. I... I've been writing <laughs> them down. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I have no new books right now. I'm still doing the tandem raid. It's a monster. Um... I'm going to use my real world time to extend the most sincere apology for my attitude tonight. I was out of it. Uh, Blizzard, I don't hate you, but you need to get your shit together. Um, read SJ. What? <laughs> I've enjoyed the attitude. Good. I'm glad someone has. Um, <laughs> PSA, read Sarah J. Mass. Uh, Rebecca, uh, hot take Rebecca Yaros hasn't had a unique thought in her entire life. Those who get it will get it. A bandito to you. Um. <laughs> So glad that I uh, on the YouTube I actually tagged Sarah J. Mass. Yeah, that was a cluster bomb right there. It's a lot of stuff. Let me, let me collect myself. Some random person's gonna come in and watch this podcast and be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So first, I have been replaying God of War Ragnarok because I'm extra, and they released Valhalla. So of course, I had to re 100 the game so that I got everything for it. In case you're curious, it's Jesus. 100% worth it. Every second of it. Every second of it. It's phenomenal. It should have won Game of the Year. 
I'll argue about that later. To build up on Nox's comment from earlier, I actively despise Blizzard. Please stop working. Just give the company fully to Activision and quit. Give it up. You're done. Final. So send. long, soldier. Yo, womp womp. You did your best. Guess what? You got one game of the year title, and that's going to solidify you forever. So let it die. You've won. Take it leave. Jesus. <laughs> you, you won. Congratulations. Get the hell out. What do you got going on? <laughs> so as I always struggle with these segments because my job is, you know, gaming. But, uh, yeah. you know, we can talk about Pal World. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, put about 40 hours into that game. I think I'm like level 30 right now. Uh, my Anubises are, are doing well. I need to alt tab and, and look at that at some point. So pretty sure they're doing all right. But uh, that game's really fun. And I have been excited with that game and played way too much, especially on release. I remember I, I didn't like get too much into the hype, too. It was like a week before and I saw the stuff and it was Haha, Pokemon with guns, as everyone's been talking about. And I was like, yeah, that sounds really funny. All right, we're going to get this as soon as it comes out. Play a bunch of it. It's really good. And so I've been playing way too much of that, honestly. So. We Whoops. do actually, uh, we, we've had some private discussions about possibly doing uh, an episode <laughs> of the podcast on that, um, particularly around the controversies that have been surrounding Pokemon with guns, quote unquote. No, I just fun. want to talk about my new servants. They're all really cute yeah. and I feed them very well. Literally right before this, Nox bought the game and started playing and I'm like, yeah, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. Oh, press E, press F. like. And I've got some cute chickens have fun planting with the seeds for me. It's a good addiction, but no, the cat is being moody, but it's fine. There it's are no impressive. child labor laws, so yeah, Perfect. got that down. <laughs> and like, even though it's yeah, a bit of a glitchy mess, it's still a very fun game and has been a, a nice time. It doesn't saving. have to be oh. perfect. It doesn't have you to. You and be I perfect. mentioned earlier that you know Pokemon's been a glitchy mess, but people right. still love that right now. And mm-hmm. although interesting conversation we definitely should do an episode about it because absolutely the, the comparisons are natural speaking of pokemon have you seen the like with the dlc and how you can be a pokemon in the dlc i actually saw that earlier uh for people who are into that sphere of influence or want to be in that sphere of influence there's a great guy named uh crack what the heck is his name on youtube purple glyph purple. Uh, Purple Cliff does some really great stuff. He actually blew up because he was doing Pokemon Nuzlocke on TikTok, of all things. But he was doing uh, Prop Hunt. Yes. In the new DLC. And literally, you know, that's why I kind of brought that up is because, again, the speeds are just wrong in all the Pokemon. They're just, they're not the actual, like, speed stats of the Pokemon. Like, certain speedy Pokemon are not actually speedy mm-hmm. in in that. And then other ones are... Like, Vroom is the fastest one for some reason. And it's like, why? It's a car engine, sure. But I've always uh, taken issue with the name of the speed stat because I've always thought, like, it's just, it's reaction speed. It's reaction speed. It's not the actual, like, speed of the Pokemon. And that's why you have, like, Pidgeot is Mach 5, but, or Mach, Mach 5. It beats oh, my Mach favorite 5. is, my favorite is Rayquaza. Rayquaza's speed is one point lower than Peruglis, but Rayquaza is listed as being faster than a jet plane. Ah, uh, yes, of course. So, the yes, the fat cat, cat yeah, is faster than... than yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, again, yeah, Pokemon speeds don't make sense, but, again, the like that type of gameplay is really interesting in, in looking at it and 
still having like that open world aspect and eventually seeing if Pokemon's going to, you know, their reaction to Pal World will be very interesting. And that's something that we can talk about on a later date. Yeah, we really probably should talk about doing that because uh, I ended up doing a minor deep dive on Japanese copyright law. It gets way more interesting. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot more going on there than even I expected. Excellent. As for what the heck's going on in my life, oh gosh, what have I been up to? I reopened Halo MCC recently. <laughs> I don't have much going on other than video games apparently either. Uh, so I started a long time ago. I was like, I'm going to go do Halo 2 Lone Wolf, which is where you go do it legendary by yourself and fight through the entire thing. It's an awful slog. Even people who like doing legendary campaigns have some pretty strong comments on the Halo 2 legendary because it is just a rough game to play through. There's a lot of damage count breakpoints that don't really make a lot of sense. So I was stuck in one room on the first level for over over two hours. Once I got past that, I, I started doing a lot better. But that one was pretty rough. Once I made it through that hangar, I managed to not only finish the game and then started working on achievements for Halo CE, which has been it's been fun to revisit, especially a game, you know, we've we've released our millennial episode versus Gen Z. So Halo 1 came out when I was came out in 2000. I would have been still in elementary school, but I remember playing that and it's fun to go back and just see how things have changed. Fun to go back to a game where you can't sprint. Yeah, that would drive me nuts. Oh, it drives me nuts all the time. All the time. Replaying some old games. Like, it's bad. Like, replaying the original Pokemon. I know we've talked about Pokemon ad nauseum at this point, and I feel bad when other people aren't into it, but playing the old ones without running shoes. What? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Not me. (laughs) It is ironic just how many games now like if you see if you anybody watches Pokemon content and they're like, oh, yeah, we're playing a modded Pokemon. First thing it's modded in running shoes. Yeah. In <laughs> any of the games. It's crazy. So. Well, on that note, not to cut off the Pokemon talk, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you to everyone for joining us tonight. We hope you have enjoyed our discussion. Uh, we release these episodes weekly, but if that's not often enough for you, we are often available in the Snowflake Sanctuary Discord server. If you want to offer your own insight, have any ideas for what you want to hear, or just think we sound like a really cool group of people, you can click that link in the description. It'll take you right over to the server. Uh, thanks again to Paradox and to Bandito for joining us this evening. Thank you to listening to us for listening to us and we hope to see you in the next one. Bye. It's a thing now. I've, I've accepted it's absolutely it. a thing now. You got to oh, the two hands. I'm the two hands. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that next time. I got it.